Blog Talk Radio. Ashe, Ashe, my life is a good life. Ashe, Ashe, my life is good. Ashe. Agape International Choir welcoming you this morning with Arne Batson. That was our choir dancing. We standing on solid ground and... Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to another episode of Warrior Woman Radio. I am your host, Khadija Ali. And you know we are here each and every Monday and Friday. Oh, I'm saying Friday. Monday and Thursday. <laughs> 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
Thank you all for tuning in tonight. We have a guest who I am so excited to get to speak to. But, of course, you know, I like to do my housekeeping. Um, If you're listening online and you have a question, go hop over to the page. Hop over to Warrior Woman Radio with host Khadijah Ali and ask your questions for anything that you want to hear or anything that you're listening to and you want to know more about. Um, I am having some technical difficulties, so I'm going to ask Dr. Carter. I see that you are here on uh, in the studio, so I want to ask you if you could just uh, hit, I think it's hit one, and that will unmute you because I'm unable to unmute you at this time. But while I'm waiting for that, I am going to read your Bio. We're going to read her bio. Dr. Patrice J. Carter resides in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Whoop, whoop. She's in North Carolina with me. And she is married to the love of her life, Dalton, and she is the mother to her son, Miles. Dr. Do- Dr. Carter is founder of Breakpoint Coaching. She is the CEO of Carter Multimedia Consulting, a motivational speaker. She's an author and she's a minister with Speak to the World Ministries uh, in partnership with her husband, Evangelist Dalton J. Carter. She is passionate and empowering when she speaks, and her mission is to reach men and women who are working towards personal and professional excellence. As a Christian life coach, Dr. Carter works with Christian executives and celebrities who are struggling to live out loud as their truest selves and want to bring their life visions to pass. Dr. Carter completed her first book in 2010 entitled Superb Woman from Bad Girl to God's Girl, which focuses on worthiness and self-esteem and a deconstructed view of the Proverbs 31 woman for all for women of all ages, whether single or married. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. That's exciting. Dr. Carter has 26 years of combined experience in the areas of business, military, and healthcare. She holds the following academic designations, Ph.D. in organization and management from Capella University. She has an MBA from Webster University, and an MSA in Healthcare Administration from Central Michigan University. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you here, Dr. Patrice J. Carter. Dr. Carter, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm having technical difficulties here. I don't know what's going on. Hold tight, everybody. This is the first time I've ever had this happen. Um, And I'm so excited for her to be here. I want to talk about so much, and I don't know what's happening. Okay, this is what I will do. Dr. Carter, I'm going to call you on the phone, and if you could click over... Once I call you, see if we can get you online here. Nope, that's not working either. Hmm. 
let me refresh my screen. Oh, my, this is the first time this has happened. So hold tight, everybody. I am working to get things back online. This is what happens sometimes in the midst of doing a show. There are things that happen behind the scenes that sometimes I don't even say that I'm normally able to just kind of get through it and uh, it's okay. And then there are times like this where (laughs) I can't get the, the guest on. And then it becomes an issue. So let's hope that I can get her back up on online here. Can't even get my music to work. Okay. All right, let's see. Dr. Carter, can you hear me? There we go. Yay. I was just probably saying, how are you? Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm doing wonderful, fantastic now that you're on the line. (laughs) I'm so excited to be with you. Oh, my goodness. You don't even understand how ecstatic I am at this moment. Because I was going through, I was going through, like, combing through your website, and I'm just like, this is an amazing woman. This is a warrior woman. You're a wife. You're a mother. You're a coach. You're a minister. I mean, you really, really, uh, the word of the week for me has been super servant. And Mm -hmm. so when I looked at your website, I said, oh, my gosh, she is a super servant. You wear many hats. um, (laughs) Absolutely. And it's just an honor and a pleasure for you to be here. And, you know, looking at some of your videos and just the the energy that you had. And, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for having patience and staying on the line uh, while we worked everything out. Absolutely. So there are so many things that we can talk about. Of course, um, my show is very informal. And uh, there are a couple of things I did want to talk about um, in particular. Of course, your book, Superb Woman, From Bad Girl to God's Girl. I love the title of that, um, where you focus on worthiness and self-esteem. And then I also wanted to talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, because that has to be one of the most inspiring sets of, of of verses um, in the Bible, at least for me. I remember stumbling mm-hmm. on it when I was very, uh, I was a young mother. I had five children, and everyone, I think, was still under the ages of 10, and just going through it, just going through it. And oh, so I, I stumbled upon Proverbs 31 woman, and I was like, that's what I want to be. That's who I want to be. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want to talk about that, but, but, Of course, let me slow my little mind down and give you an opportunity to tell us more about who you are. Hmm. Wow, there's so much to start. Well, first of all, I just thank you for just your willingness and your um, the honor of just being on your show. I'm just blessed to be here with you and that you have such a wonderful platform. 
Um, as far as who I am, definitely just all the things you read, it, but more especially in the beginning, a wife and a mom um, mm-hmm. is really my first place of service. Um, but even before that, a servant of God. And so I'm absolutely just one of God's daughters. Um, I just love Jesus. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just live to serve him. And I guess just in terms of the titles, um, I'm definitely a Christian life coach. I'm going to say definitely, you know, God called me to do that and release me from my job six years ago. I've been working government contracts for a long time, been in healthcare for about 14 years, and it was a healthcare contract. And he released me and told me to feed his sheep. And in this six-year journey with me and my husband, um, we just walk faith by faith every day, um, just doing the things that God has called us to do. So he has gifted me in the area of Christian life coaching, and my platform is women, uh, female executives, as well as, um, you know, non-executives and celebrities, coaching them while we have the Holy Spirit to get them towards the purpose that God has called them. I'm also a motivational speaker, and my platform, Mm -hmm. again, is women, and I do uh, women's retreats, women's conferences, but I also do business speaking, uh, professional speaking, and I'm an author. And so you talked about Superb Woman from Bagwell to God's Girl, and um, she I call her a she. She's my first literary baby, mm-hmm. but I have six yes. other books that God has given me to write, and so I'm in the process of each of those is in a different season. Um, so right now, um, let's see, she is about, Superb Woman is about five years, almost six years old, and still really young for me, but I, I run her all over the place. So I've gone all up and down the East Coast ministering to women using Superb Woman as a vehicle and a tool for speaking, coaching, and ministering. Mm-hmm. So I'm also a minister. Um, I'm with my husband. I founded Speak to the World Ministries the same time, the same year that God released me from my full-time job and released him the next year. So in 2010, uh, we developed into a ministry so we work together in that ministry. He's an evangelist, and um, I operate in this prophetic. And it started as a prophetic writing blog, which is why I mentioned that. So before I ever married mm-hmm. him, I was already um, using Speak to the World as a vehicle. But when we got married, God wanted us to then take it and make it into a ministry. So we say um, our motto is that God has called us to speak to the world one word at a time. And so we've been called to the nations. And the guy said he will bring the nations to us, but he also definitely intends to send us out to the nations. So we just live our life every day by faith, just trying to do the things that God has called us to do and taking our son on the journey with us. Amazing, amazing, amazing journey. And, you know, I, I, I did read it. I did read all of those things, but, but the way that you uh, gave it to us, um, really gives more meat and more substance to the things that I read. Um, and you really took us on a journey. Um, I wanted to talk about Superb Woman because the way you have it spelled, you have super, S-U-P-E-R, and then lowercase b, and mm-hmm. then, of course, woman from bad girl to God's girl. What is that about, the Superb Woman? <laughs> It's so funny because people come to to my table when I set up places as a vendor or speaker, and they're like, do you know your B is lowercase? Like, you know, like I don't realize, like, <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. So what that's about is, well, let me take you back. So when God told me to write this book, you know, I, mm-hmm. I always was a poet. Like I always wrote poetry, but I never in my whole life envisioned that I would write a book. 
And so when I sat down to write it and I, you know, was in the process of writing it and, and meditating on the cover, I wanted to make her a superwoman. Like her cape really was going to be like a superwoman cape. So it was so funny that you oh. talked about being a super servant. And so God was like, uh, no, you're not going to do that. Because I wanted her to have an afro and, like, big red lips. And he was like, yes. absolutely not. Because she won't be universal, and I want you to speak right. to all women. And so mm-hmm. he wouldn't let me give her big red lips or afro. And then with the cape, he allowed me to keep the cape. But the super really reflects the Proverbs 31 woman because in this place mm-hmm. that I was in, that God told me to sit down and write this book, he was um he had just bought me out of this five year journey of adultery, uh, where I was the adulteress of where he had afflicted me with an S T D because in my season of being a single woman I would not master holiness, i.e. stop sleeping around. But then he healed me from it. Um, I had been suicidal in and out mm. of relationships, just battling low self esteem, just all these just I was a, just a ratchet mess, okay? So mm-hmm. on this five year journey he cleaned me up, stood me up firm put women in my life and men in my life to help me on my journey and to teach me and mentor me um, personally, professionally, and spiritually. And so when I got to the place that he completely delivered me and broke me through and set me back up and I was standing on firm ground, I was sitting in my home, which my husband and I share now, but I had the home about a year or two, that's not true, about five years before we met. So Mm -hmm. I was sitting at the table and God said, I want you to write this book. So when he took me to the Proverbs 31 scripture, I thought to myself, well, two things. One, I thought, well, that's boring because there are like a bunch of books about Proverbs 31 women already. So what mm-hmm. would I have to say that's different than different. what's already mm-hmm. been written? So I was thinking that in my natural mind. And then the other part was every time I read about the Proverbs 31 woman, I was not inspired. I was overwhelmed. I would look at those verses and think, there's no way in God's green earth I'm ever going to be able to do all these things. That's a and then be the way that I'm living now, I'll never be that. And so hmm. when as I began to study and um, speak to other people about what their thoughts were about the Proverbs 31 woman, a friend of mine revealed to me that she was Bathsheba. So the lowercase b stands for Bathsheba. So <gasps> when I went to study oh Bathsheba, hmm. and I have to send you a book. You send me your address, I'll gift you a copy. Um, oh, but the lowercase, you. so when I found out she was Bathsheba, and I, we know the story of Bathsheba, but for people that don't, of course, she was, um, what I found out was that she was a preacher's kid. She was the daughter of a Levitican priest named Amnil. And when she was married to Uriah, she knew God because she had been raised by a Levite. So then she ends up having the affair with David. Of course, they have the baby. God curses the baby, takes the baby, but then allows them to be together. And then they gave birth to King Solomon. And so you know that she that the Proverbs thirty one woman is her because she's speaking to Lemuel, which is Solomon's nickname, about the type of wife that he should seek. And that woman is a woman that God honors. So when God showed me mm-hmm. that I said, Oh my God, when I found out she was Bathsheba, it meant that it was possible for me to become mm-hmm. her. So it made it You don't even know what me. just happened. And, and, and <laughs> you don't even have a clue. I'm sitting here. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have are to you say fine? this. Absolutely. You are educating me, number one, because a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, I had a young woman on who wrote a book called The Wayward Wife. Hmm. And her book was a, fi- a book of fiction, 
but but what she explained to me was the story that you just told me about Bathsheba being married to um I can't remember his name. Say his name again. Uriah. 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 And that whole story. And here we are coming full circle back around to this. And the reason why it's so important is because personally it's important to me because I was that person. The person that you're talking about, that you used to be, I used to be her too. Mm. And how many of us are walking around here not talking about our story? Oh, yeah, for sure. And not sharing it so that people can be healed because mm-hmm. when you when you when you go through something like that or you experience it or you do something like that, um, you're filled with shame, and you're That's filled true. with um, I, I have to hide it and I can't tell mm-hmm. anybody. And mm-hmm. so, I'm sitting here literally with my mouth hanging open, um, because this is what's needed in the world. So thank you for for answering. You're calling and using your story to heal people. This is what it's about. This is what it's about. Oh, yeah. And it's been such a gift. It's, it's been such a gift to me that, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I told you I was suicidal and I did try to kill myself. And um, I was going to mm-hmm. shoot myself in the bathtub because my ex-husband had guns and he was really abusive. So part of that whole five years was a cycle of abuse also. And, um that day in the bathtub, I was going to pull the trigger. My mom rang the doorbell, and I didn't answer the door, but she didn't find out till later that she saved my life. God allowed her to ring the doorbell. But that day, I, I tell people I did die, and mm. I needed to die. Like, Patrice literally needed to die. It was I was just so messed up. And the reason I wanted to kill myself was because I felt like I wouldn't be able, I couldn't stop being adulterous. I couldn't stop the mess that I was in, so that was the only way I thought I could break the cycle. But that mm-hmm. day that I died, he said, oh, no. He was like, I have great need of you. He was like, but here's what you're going to do first. And he made me tell everybody. He made me tell my family, my husband, mm-hmm. my ex-husband, my friends about the adultery. And that really was the beginning of really God using my mess to be a message and making me tell my testimony because you can't work for God and walk for God if you're not going to live the truth. And I mean mm-hmm. not just the truth of the word of God, but the, your truth, your personal your truth. Your truth. Mm-hmm. And realizing that nobody has a heaven or hell to stick you in. And so now I tell the story, and it's, I mean, it's not even a challenge for me to tell it anymore. But in the beginning, it was so hard because there was so much judgment that you could see in people's eyes. They're uncomfortable because, yes. you are you know, when you start telling your stuff, and, they, you know, their stuff is, is right there at the surface. But their God forbid anybody should rip the covers off so it makes people uncomfortable, but the Bible tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So it is such a gift and an honor for me that God redeemed me and I was not worthy. I should have lifted up my eyes in hell. He could have and should have let me die that day. And that wasn't the first time, you know, but mm. I just thank God for him. So he tell me to tell it, I'm telling it from the rooftops. Because it's going right. to heal so many women. It's, I just have seen so many lives shifted and changed by that one word of truth. And it's funny because people are like, oh, my God, you're so awesome. And it's like, who tells you you're awesome after you share your most horrible moment and the lowest point in your life? <laughs> only, God can, only God could do that. You're like, I'm awesome. Like, girl, bye. But it's God, just he takes it and he just redeems it. And that's what he did for Bathsheba. 
so he told me, he said, mm-hmm. I took her on a journey, and now I'm going to take you on a journey. And once he took me on the journey, he said, now I want you to take other women on the journey. And that's, that is mm. my life's purpose, is to take women on this journey home. Mm, 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 mm. I'm blown away. I'm, spe- I'm, I'm at, right <laughs> now in this moment, I'm speechless. I'm speechless because when I do the show, I purposely do not send like a, a, you know, I send you the prep sheet and it says, you know, I need your bio, I need your picture, I need this, I need that, right? And I say, yeah. you know, in the prep sheet, it's a very informal show for things like just, just for this kind of thing. Because what if I had sent you this, these whatever questions, we mm-hmm. might not never get to what we're talking about now. Yeah. You know, this conversation needs to be had. Women who have, you know, been the adulteress or whatever title mm-hmm. you want to put on it, um, mm-hmm. are walking around in shame and don't and, and and not feeling worthy and not having you know, having that low self esteem, um, because mm-hmm. there's no one to talk to about it. Everyone to me, everyone understands every other story. If you said you used to be a prostitute and now you're not and you cleaned yourself up, you know, you're met with sympathy or you're met with understanding. Or if you Mm -hmm. say, I used to be on drugs and I cleaned myself up. But if you Mm -hmm. come and you say, I used to have, I had an affair, you know, while I was married. (laughs) It's a yeah, oh, it's on yeah. me and on top of it. And it's funny because when you say the word adultery, we all are. If you're a sinner, you're adulterous. And the reason mm-hmm. I say that is because the Bible tells us that the Lord, our maker, he is our husband. So if you're single and you're having sex outside of marriage, you're still an adulterer because God is your husband. He's your first love. So there's mm-hmm. there's always a place of adultery in any sin because he's our first love. And we've left mm-hmm. our first love to seek after the things of the world. So it's so funny, like, even when you talked about women that may be hiding from shame, it's also revelatory for me in that moment that that's what I felt the Holy Spirit said to me, like, everybody's adulterous that's committing any type of sin because they've walked mm-hmm. away from God to pervert themselves with whatever that thing is. But then I think, too, I might just feel in my spirit that other women that I might be listening are the ones who don't feel bad about being adulterous because mm-hmm. the enemy has perverted their mind to believe that it's okay to be the other woman because they don't have to have any responsibility towards him. He's got to go home to her. She doesn't have to put up with his mess. And that's a lie that we've come to believe to settle for what we really deserve, which is to have someone, a man who honors us and loves us. And vice versa, mm-hmm. even for men, to have a woman who honors and loves them and is God. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 So you you talk about a deconstructed view of the Proverbs 31 woman. What do you mean by that when you say that? Well, to take her apart and look at her. So Mm -hmm. when we talked about what that B stood for, I never knew she was Bathsheba. And so looking at that and so so taking the time to look at her life, what was her life? Again, she was a preacher's kid. She knew the word. So there's so many of us who... Me, you know, at the time I was walking in the sin of adultery, I um, had been raised Catholic, but I didn't get saved mm-hmm. until I was later, like late in life. I'm 47 now, so I was 30, around 30 when I got saved. So, but I knew what I was doing was wrong. And so mm-hmm. that was one thing that we break down in that deconstruction process is, you know, where was she in her life? Her husband was away at war. We can relate that to 2015 with military spouses. I was a military spouse. Yes. 
And um, so we can look at it that way. And then we further break her down um, in terms of looking at what caused her to be distracted. So, because she got distracted and we get distracted Mm -hmm. along the way, along the path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when you get distracted, think about Doug's money. It's like when he's going out and he pops his head up and he's like, I should have taken that left turn, (laughs) you know, back in Albuquerque. Right. The same way in our life, God was like, hey, Patrice, I need you to go right, but I decide I want to go left. So now, as a result, this thing has entered in, and now the Bible says when sin gives birth, like it's birth death. So all this death comes along with that. So really the book is set up as a um, as a workbook and a devotional because it has prayers in it. It has blank lines that, you know, where women Freedom really begin right. the process. Yeah, women begin really mm-hmm. the process and deconstruct where are you so that you can figure out where you need to shift and where you need to change all going along the direction and the framework parallel to Proverbs 30 woman because at the end the Bible says that uh, many daughters, um, to paraphrase, he says she excels all daughters and that she is, mm-hmm. you know, a, God praises her and her family, you know, honors her. And so it's just this journey of um, going mm-hmm. to the place that God called us to. So throughout the process of deconstructing her Really, every reader, if they take it seriously, they take it as a journey, they're being deconstructed and broken down and built back up. Mm-hmm. And I love, that's that's what I've been reading lately is not just uh, books that, okay, you read it and it's a great story and you, now you go, yeah. you go put it away. Um, mm-hmm. I love books. I love workbooks. You know, it's a yeah, book, me too. but it's also asking you those important questions. Like it's turning it, mm-hmm. it's sharing information, but it's turning it back inward. You know, mm-hmm. what do you, how do you apply this to your life? You know, right. and like you said, where are you? You know, where are you in this, in this journey of um, maybe confusion? I know for me, I was a young mother. Like I said, I had five children under the ages of 10. Mm. And my husband worked a lot. He was always mm. working, working, working. And now, of course, hindsight being twenty twenty, I understand that that was his love language. Mm. His love language was, I will providing. go and I will act of service. Mm. I will work for you. I will provide That's for me. you. I will do all of the, you know, he wasn't a talker. He wasn't mm-hmm. a speaker. He wasn't, that wasn't how he expressed his love. And mm. that was my love language. My love language right. was, I need to hear it. Can you tell me you appreciate me? Can you say mm. I love you? Um, and, of course, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. You see yeah, everything yeah. clearly <laughs> mm-hmm. after the fact, <laughs> you know. But yeah. in that in that moment of, okay, I'm going to either go to the left or I'm going to go to the right. You know what? I'm about to make this left over here because this this way seems more difficult, right, to stay in the mud and stay in the muck and and work through it. Um, You know, kind of going to the left seems like the easier way to do things. Uh, At at least that's what it appears to be. Would you agree? I do agree, and it's it's so funny that you say that because I was at a – set up at a vendor not too, as a vendor not too long ago with a superb woman, and I was next to my sister, my twin sister. Her name was Garlinda, and she has a makeup line called Glamit Cosmetics. And I mention that mm-hmm. because 
one of my neighbors who's a friend of our family, she works at the location where we were having the vending event, and she happened to come down the hall, and she stopped at my table first, and she saw the life coaching information on the table in my book, and she looked, and she was like, life coach, and she was like, hmm, I just don't know. Like, she's an older woman, so she's like close to my mm-hmm. age. And so she looks through my book, kind of thumbs through it and puts it down, and she goes to my sister. Well, you know, makeup, that's, you know, and it's beautiful, like, matte quality makeup. So she's all over the makeup, all over the foundation, and she ends up buying, like, a bunch of stuff. But in the midst of her picking through things, we made eye contact, and she looked at me, and I could see that she felt bad because she wanted to support both of us because we've known her since we were little. But she said, I'm sorry, baby. She's like, I just have to work on the outside first. And Mm. I just, in that moment, heard that, you know, and so I mm-hmm. said, well, you know, you just have to, you know, I just meet you where you are. You know, I said, you have to, you know, do what you feel is best. I just try to encourage her in that. But that really resonated for me because that's how so many people think. They think, let me just fix the outside up, but inside we're dying. And so mm-hmm. you have a fixed up pretty mess. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's, the car's going to crash, you know, and, People just, I found so challenging to get people to, and I don't really try to force it when I say to try to get people. Sure. But I don't force the book on anybody or coach on anybody because you have to be ready, but it just aligns with what you just said. It's so much easier to go the easy route and not look at our stuff and not deal with it because it is hard, but we're not alone. Right. But there right. are going to be places right. where we are alone, though, too, because God is going to just sit us there that you to have start to working be. through it. you got to be alone, to be. but yeah. you're not alone, you know. Yep, yep, yep. That's an important distinction that you're making. Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, you you said the book focuses on worthiness and self-esteem, and I want to talk about worthiness because um, I find that underneath a, a lot of other things, other words, it really brings us back to worthiness um i know for myself i struggled many 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 years with feeling worthy or knowing uh it took me it took me i'm 43 years old and it took mm-hmm. me 40 40 years to really get that i'm already perfect whole and complete mm-hmm. already um I used to always think uh, when I get skinnier, I'll be more worthy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, when I clean my skin up, I'll be worthy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I go to school and, and get a degree and I'm popular, I'll be worthy. And, you know, if the guys like me, then I'll, that'll mean that I'm worthy. And none of that really matters. Um and I know that for you, it, it. How did you? How did you get there? That that's that's the question I'll say. I'll ask. How did you get to know that you were worthy? I will definitely tell you, Khadija, it's a process, and and I'll tell you why I say it's a process. Um, I was raised Catholic, like I mentioned, and so I always say I always saw God in the past as an angry white man because I always saw the priests who were somewhat moody and you had to go behind the veil to, you know, repent, et cetera. And so there was just this bondage in that. And so when it came to God's 
agape love and forgiveness, I, I just couldn't get it. I, I could not mm-hmm. grasp the concept of how can he forgive me when I've done all this because a man wouldn't. So I saw God right. as a man. But as he began to reveal himself to me as a spirit and as a friend and as a comforter and as a lover, as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and relationship, then he just began to reveal himself to me because I saw him. And so I remember one day driving and I said, God, I'm not the woman I want to be. And I know that I'm not who you created me to be. I didn't know all who I was supposed to be. I just knew that she wasn't it. This I wasn't her. I said, if you help me, I'll become her. Just help me to be who you've created me to be. And so he's taken me on this journey of evolution where I've submitted myself to the process of wanting to be better and to be worthy and feel that. So the first thing he showed me was um, taught me unconditional love and acceptance. And then Mm -hmm. righteousness, that I'm not righteousness because I'm right or perfect. I'm righteousness because my name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so really grasping that. But I would pray and I would ask God, but make it real for me. Like, you know, that's the point of the book, too, and the point of my life. And my life's message is to help people not just know the word, but to live the word and to apply it and accept Mm -hmm. it. That it's a word, it's a living word. So it's a process. And I say it's a process because even now, um, with all the things you read um, about being a doctor, you know, I've been in the military as a coach, mm-hmm. as a speaker, as a writer, the unworthiness comes up every time there's something new. The fear comes up mm-hmm. every time there's something new because I haven't done it. How do I know I can? So it's just it, he meets me there. So I'm like, God, okay, if you call me to this, then help me because I'm not that. But you say I am, so I say yes to your yes. Now help me and teach me and train me up because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is a comforter and he's a helper, he's a guide. So I lean and rely fully on the Holy Spirit. I call him my mm-hmm. BFF. So when you say, mm-hmm. how do I do it, that's that's how he's my BFF. Look, teach me how to do my hair. When I went natural, help me do my hair. You know, I don't know how to do it. Help me to just do whatever, just do life. But I think that's where people miss out on the beauty of the Trinity and the intimacy of God because they're always looking at him afar off as opposed yes. to a lover and someone who's close by. We embody him. So he couldn't get mm-hmm. any closer if we tried. So the unworthiness comes from seeing ourselves separate from the creator. Yes. Yes. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's really, really it. We're always looking on the outside. It's over there. Yeah. It's down the street. It's around the corner. Oh, no, it's two blocks up. No, Google yeah, King, over, come on back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're oh, judging ourselves based on who we feel we should be for him, but he already knows yes. us because he made us. Even the messy parts of us, he knew. Is that what he wants for us? Yes. No, but he still, he still loves the messy parts. And so it took me a long time, but it's just a day-to-day, minute-by-minute process of, okay, God, help me to understand the length and width and height and depth of your love for me. I was struggling with that recently. Like, God, do you even love me? Because I see the the path that he had me he has had me to walk has been very rocky, and a lot of night seasons, a long night season, to the point I began mm-hmm. to question. But it didn't mean that he didn't love me. He was just preparing me and testing me and trying me and perfecting me. And so in that was another level of love that I had to learn. So it's mm-hmm. a process. And so mm-hmm. grace. You know, my other answer would be grace, giving ourselves grace and giving him grace. Mm. 
this is this has been some good food here. I've been comparing yeah. everything to food lately. <laughs> I know that's, everything, that's so funny. Everything's a good soup or gumbo yeah. or just just you know when you when you're being spiritually fed, spiritually mm. fed. Um, mm. You know, you walk away. You don't. You walk away a different person. So this is one of those mm. episodes where I'm going to walk away a different person. Um, because mm-hmm. you sharing your story sets me free from from mm-hmm. some things, some hang-ups and some, some baggage uh, that I was walking around with. I no longer walk around with it. Um, believe it or not, we are coming to the end. Yes, praise God. We're coming <laughs> to the end of this show, and I'm going to open up the lines because I've been okay. getting some comments actually on my Facebook page from another uh, good friend of mine, she's a sister of mine, and she's listening online, and she says she absolutely loves you. Uh, she did oh, a vision board so with you about two years ago. Um, she's a Christian no life coach. Her name, her name is Christina Saunders, and so. Hi, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you hear her. Shouting you out, sis. <laughs> yeah, she's listening online. But we do have some callers online, and I'm just going to open up the lines and see if they have any questions or comments um, okay. about what they've heard tonight. Uh, caller from, okay, let's work. Please work. Be nice. Play nice. In a long time. If you're listening in and it's possible for you to um, unmute your line, can you press one? I believe it's one and pound or just one. And that way you can unmute your line and ask a question or if you have a comment. I don't know if that – did that work for you, Dr. Carter? I don't – yeah, it did. Uh huh. When you press it, it, it tells you that you're unmuted. Mhm. Okay. So, if caller one eight three two, if you have a question or a comment, um, if you want to unmute your line, press one and it'll unmute. Okay, caller zero eight three two, area code two zero two four zero. If you're listening and you have a question or a comment. You can unmute your line by pressing 1. Yeah, it's not working. I don't know what's happening with my board today. But it's all good. It's all good. It's been an amazing, amazing show. Um, Before I let you go, I want you to share with the audience how, number one, what you have coming up next, what are you doing, um, how they can get in contact with you. Of course, everything that you share, I'm going to post it on the um, Facebook fan page so that people can um, reach out to you. Um, but tell us what you have coming up, what's, what's next, and how they can get in contact with you. So what I have coming up that I feel the Lord has been pressing on my spirit is to do what's called Dr. Carter Pop-Up Events where um, I have different events that have different topics um, that I'll be doing from here on out until God shifts me. All those events can be found um, on my website because my social media feeds through my website. 
at drpatricecarter.com and or Eventbrite. So eventbrite.com, and they just type my name in the search box or drpatricecarter.com. And so I always post all my events out there. Um, And if people want to connect with me, they can connect with me through my Gmail account, um, becomegodsgirl at gmail.com, and I'll add them to my subscriber list. So I also send um, newsletters and email notifications. The biggest thing I'm excited about coming up is that I'm hosting my first women's conference next year. And I haven't picked a date yet because I have to contact the conference center, but it will be at the Billy Graham, the Cove Conference Center in Asheville, North Carolina. And it will be in the late spring, early summer, and I'm excited. So that's something I'm really um, planning on, you know, just kind of putting together, and we'll be doing small events leading up to that to bring all these women together. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so you do have quite a few things coming up, and I'm going to share um, your website, of course, on the page and Of course, I'm going to send you the link so that you can share it with your tribe, share it with your network, and let people get an opportunity to to hear this interview because this this was life-changing. This was life-changing, and I'm pretty sure for for many of the people who will go back and listen to this or are currently listening to this, it's um, life-changing. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story and sharing... um, your gift with us and with the world. Thank you so much. And I was just going to share one last thing. If anybody wants to wants to get a copy of Superb Woman, that can also be ordered through my mm-hmm. website. But I just thank God for you, Khadija, and what you're doing. I thank you for the platform that you have. It's just a wonderful, wonderful, blessed platform. And I'm just honored to be able to meet you and connect. So I hope this won't be the last time that we speak. And I just pray oh, God's strength. And, yeah, I just pray God's strength and his it's just his boldness for those people that are listening and are holding back. Nobody can see the scripture that says, let no, let man no longer trouble me for I bear the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ in my body. And that means that we don't have to worry about what people think because we've already gotten our stripes. We've already gotten our, um, you know, our licks from him, and we carry that with us, and it's really a battle scar that we want to show the world, not hide from the world. So I just, you know, just encourage people listening to go forth and do the thing that God has called them to do. It doesn't matter about man because we're going to set some men free. That's right. That's right. And you are a living testimony to that. Amen. Thank you so Hallelujah. much. Thank you. Thank you God so bless much. you. Absolutely. This has been another episode, a very, very informative episode of Warrior Woman Radio. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Stay tuned next week. On Monday, we will have another episode. Uh, See you all then. Until then, have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive evening and the rest of your week and the weekend, and we'll see you all on Monday. Peace and blessings.